0: up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, Zachary Parks. Good morning. Good morning to
1: you as well.
2: Good morning, Vietnam.
1: Vietnam, Robin Williamson. Okay. Talked about this one before. <laughs> yeah, we've done <got> this. <laughs> Deja vu. It's I remember just so this. Iconic, I remember this episode. We can't let it go. I know. We should try to do an episode word
0: for word for like an old uh, episode? Oh my god, that be so hard. how do we do that? We'd have to spend months
1: preparing. Yep. Oh my God! Totally useless. (laughs) Like, why would they do that?
0: (laughs) We should go back and like do all the episodes that we don't have video for and record video for. Yeah, yeah.
1: jared's like demands (laughs) it. Oh my God! (laughs) You're just a dictator. It's (laughs) gotta be the same, (laughs) (laughs) coherent across all platforms. We have
0: video from episodes thirty on. We have to have video from episodes one to (laughs) thirty. We're
1: redoing one through (laughs) (laughs) thirty. That'd be terrible. Yeah, I would not want to. I I could. It would be fun to revisit an old episode and see if our answers change. Just uh, I don't know. Would be fun. Yeah
0: but in case you did not know team chat vo- co- podcast god is a video game podcast where we talk about games the ones we love the ones we hate and everything in between if you want to get in contact with us you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com following us on twitter liking us on facebook and subscribing to our youtube and itunes channels if you want to support the show you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast whereas for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return we'll give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before its general tuesday release now we do have a winner of the song contest from last week. I gave the hint: "Heroes Never Die." <laughs> Tuffy, it Tuffy. was Tuffy, but Dylan Biles emerged the victor. Overwatch <laughs> with an over with Overwatch. <laughs> as Surely being, it's Overwatch. I feel
2: like my hint would have been: "I need healing."
0: Yeah, that's true too. That would have been a good one. I was trying to think of a more obscure. <laughs> Um, because I, did, I wanted it to be a voice line. I didn't want it to be just like a symbol, your heroes, and yeah. you know, <laughs> <Good sir. laughs> you know or something literally simple like that. So I was like, I'll do a voice line, um, but not to get off topic too much. But Doomfist is finally here. Everyone so that's seems cool. To, everyone seems yes. to like Doomfist. I'm excited. I'm waiting for him to get off the uh, PTR
1: servers and get yeah. onto the PS4. Version looks like so it's gonna I can give him excited. some playtime but uh yeah. but my fighting game friend says it's just a fighting game character they introduced into That's it. what it looks like. Yeah, they just like he he said some term that's like that's just like a fighting game like a swoop smash or swoop
0: Yeah, punch, he's got like know. an upper, uppercut which then like goes into yeah. a
1: slamming fist Yeah, thing, some, like, something like that. It's, so yeah. He's, like, he's very fighter game <laughs> oriented and I was like okay, yeah, never. I'm excited <laughs> to play him.
0: So so hopefully he gets to the uh the PS4 servers soon.
2: I'm betting by the end of the month. Usually oh, if yeah. it's on the PCR, it's just going to be like a couple of weeks Doomfist. before he's out, I think. Yep. It's a good name. It is yeah, a good He's name. a cool character too. He does. He I, so I cool watched character. his uh, origin story cool.
1: thing on Which was cool because it was in the, in it the it was like anime style. I we yeah. like, wow,
2: yeah. finally, we finally made it to anime.
1: <laughs> I love that they are exploring, like we've talked about this, but I do like their outside the video game world creating yeah. like yeah. these characters and yeah, having them in other mediums besides the game, which I also kind of hate. Yeah, I love and hate it because I also want to experience that in the game. That's, right, yeah, now right, it's like, right. Yeah. Because I mean, now you gotta go like read the comics and all the yeah, other exactly stuff which the is yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, Overwatch is a great game. One of the biggest complaints is if you're just playing the game, you don't have any of that character right. backstory yeah, at you all. You don't. You don't. I mean, it's basically just a fighting game where you've yeah. got your roster and that's kind of it. Put it yeah. in the
0: game. Yeah, you, I mean, I feel like they're doing a better job of that, but through voice line interactions and stuff like that, you know. Um, but it, so the one other thing I'll say about Overwatch is I, me- I meant to send it to you guys yesterday when I saw this, but they somebody made a fan made trailer of what of a trailer for an Overwatch TV series on Netflix. Oh wow! Oh. And I was oh, watching wow. it and I was like, oh my god, That'd be a good I idea. would like I was getting goosebumps. Wow! <laughs> it, it was just all taking clips from uh, from shows, like yeah. the animated yeah, shorts sure. and yeah. stuff like that that yeah. they've already done. But I was like, oh man, yeah. If, it's a good idea. If they did it, I'd Take watch it.
2: Notes, Blizzard. Seriously, I'm sure they have something. I, something
0: has got to be. Yeah, the worst I'm sure. Got to I'm sure. Gotta be. Got to be. But stick around for the end of the episode when Dylan ha- gave us a song and hint to use for the song contest for this week. All right, moving right along, getting into this topic, we wanted to talk about today our favorite
1: game openings,
2: our first introductions,
1: first introductions, first introductions. To a game Fine installments. Let me ask: Was this? How did you guys approach this? Was this like? playing the character or is this opening cinematics or
2: one um, of mine is a bit of both but it's very cut and dry it's yeah. like this is the opening the other one is like i'm kind of stretching it out to what i believe the opening sequence is i feel yeah. like that's how
1: both of mine yeah. are yeah so minor combination i think like you're playing and then the opening cinematics come into yeah. Or, or vice but versa. Yeah, we haven't
2: started with you in a while. Ooh, should we start Ooh, with Maze? Why don't go you start? ahead? Uh, I'm trying off, to think.
1: so both these games I've talked about before. I'm trying to think which one I've talked about the least amount or less recently.
2: I wonder if you and I are going to have overlap.
1: I don't think so. The two we'll games, are, so the
2: two,
1: we'll o- Let's, um, I guess I'll start with Oblivion. Oh, <laughs> I okay. don't know. When I okay. haven't talked about Oblivion, I feel like yeah, but you haven't talked about Oblivion sometime. in a very long time. My, like, the I first like episode, you might have talked, about, talk, yeah, the first episode, you talked about it a little one bit One of my there. favorite games, yeah. top three. Um, still? And still top three? It, yeah, it was, that's interesting. Ooh, we have to revisit ooh, that. Oh, yeah. uh, I think still top three. I nice. love Oblivion. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to get back into it too. There's this, they, there's a let's play I've been watching and, uh, it's the guy. I forget his name, like Max LaFrost or something. And he does those videos that I sent you guys. Did you see? Oh, he just did a yes. new one. He did when he's he, swimming. I yeah. saw Why will you die? <laughs> <laughs> he is oof. <laughs> I love so that he perfect. like
2: turned around, ran around. Yeah, jumped
0: <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: it's perfect.
0: Um, I haven't played Oblivion, and that still made me
1: laugh. It's because so <laughs> you could just see the NPC <laughs> in him. And oh, yeah. um, anyways, I've been watching them do their Let's Plays. It's very funny and it's very good. I'm like, man, I really want to. Replay Oblivion. But uh, what Elder Scrolls does, and correct me if I'm wrong, at least I know Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim do this, which I love, is the beginning of the, all these games, you start out as a prisoner. And I love That's that idea. You okay. are a prisoner, and you are, at least in Skyrim, you're about to be executed. In Oblivion, I'll, which I'll be talking about, is you're in a jail cell, and what's kind of neat about the idea of being a prisoner is sort of this like mythical destiny of like you're a prisoner and yet you are this chosen person. And in both Skyrim and oblivion, the games I played, people look at you and they're like, Oh, you're that person. Like there's something about you, but it's cool that you're this prisoner and you don't know how you got there and it doesn't really matter, but that's how you start the game. And so in oblivion, you start in a jail cell and there's a guy. So you just kind of like wake up, you're in a jail cell and there's a guy across the row and he's talking to you and he's an Ar- I think he's always an Argonian, which is like the lizard people. Right. And he's like, Hey, wake up, wake up. And it's kind of this great way to like start the game. And he is kind of trash talking you and he's like, they're going to come down. They're going to kill you. You know, you're, you're in it. You're in it now. And you're, you're dead, like, son. yeah, you're dead. And he's like this <laughs> asshole. And, uh, sure enough, the guards come down with the King and what is his name? uh, Ty- septum styranius septum something like that and uh, Tyrone no and he what is his <laughs> name Tyrone Ty- oh,
2: it is, is.
1: Tyrone <laughs> yeah rule and <laughs> Cha- uh he comes down with the guards and they're like hey we have to get the king out of here there's um they're they're ambushing him and this is the prison cell that has a wall that opens up down to the oh, dungeon so it's just this convenient. like pre well it's just it feels very predestined it's like you are the prisoner that is in the cell that needs to get the king out and uh he looks at you and he's like so they're about to leave and he looks at you and you have this like interaction with him, He's like, you're the one from my dreams. You're the one. That's the one. And you're like, ooh, goosebumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, there's something special about you. You have the heart of this and that. You know, all that and whatever. Right. And, uh, which is it's great though. And he, you get to go down with him, with his guards, to the underbelly of the prison that you're in. And you get to help fight all these assassins that are trying to kill him. You get to beat up rats down there. And, uh, <laughs> You get to a point where it's just That's you and him. Dessert. Yeah, Zenses from those I rats, know. You know. You get what do you get? Rock joint from them. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> in the game, yeah, you get oh, okay. rock joint. Like, Are oh, they regular sized rats? No, they're big rats. Oh, okay. They're not huge, but they're like they're, they're like small dogs. <laughs> they're like the, the, the they're the, called uh, skeevers, too. They're not the Dark rats. Souls rats. Oh, oh, like skeevers, I'm Yeah, we we always have head. a joke oh. that like. In Skyrim, the dragonborn, you know, you're, you're the dragonborn, and you have to, the first thing you have to do is get out and kill all these rats and mud crabs. And am like, we always joke that they bite you, and you get rock joint, and you die. And like, what happened to the dragonborn? It's like, just died from a simple yeah, disease. Yeah, I <laughs> know. The damnedest thing <laughs> happened. You, you won't believe it. He's, he's dead. Rock joint, got him. <laughs> Alduin will kill us all. There's no one to stop him. Anyways, you talk to the uh, the emperor, and he's there, and he's like, you're the one that's going to carry on tradition. You need to go find this person. These are the final days of my life. And, oh my. and as you're talking, and right after that he gets assassinated and it oh. happens. And so basically all this heavy stuff gets thrown on you very quickly. But I think two things it does really well is exposition as you're kind of going through the game. You kind of get everything you need to know very quickly. Also, in context of where you are is really fascinating to be down in these sewers and to be down in what's really a kind of gross murky area to then transition into the world of tamriel to walk i think i've talked about favorite gaming moments it's the moment you walk out of the sewers and are in tamriel and it's beautiful woods, yeah, yeah 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 rivers castles and everything's there so it, what it does is sort of I almost made this reference. Maybe it still, it's like birth canal. You know, it's like you're being born, and it's like you're in this gross, murky, like disgusting place, and then you come out oh of the gates. going <laughs> to
0: say some people would probably say that was a beautiful place, yeah.
1: regardless yeah. of I mean, your opinion. Life, you bastard of the interiors of bodies you do get to come out and you open the gates and right before you open it's like are you sure you're ready are you sure you don't want to change your character and you're like I'm ready and oh. you go out there and, and you get to Tamriel and it's, it's just a magical moment to go from a dungeon prison to the beautiful world of Tamriel after getting a, you know good story exposition and, and, having, and learning the gaming uh, mechanics of course it's, right. it's, it's very condensed and well done and yeah it's uh, it's one of my favorite openings it's like priming you to do whatever you want and it was, yeah, it's amazing.
0: Nice. Yeah, I still need to get to the Elder Scrolls games at some point. I have Skyrim, I just, I just never have got around to it because it came free with my Xbox 360 yeah. when I bought when I bought that. as bundled in.
1: As someone that, and if just you like, enjoy RPGs. I are top tier. I do, do love me a good RPG. Yeah, Skyrim's amazing. It's amazing.
0: And I feel like I would, I would find it very similar. Well, maybe not as similar, but it would, you know, like I love Dragon Age. Yeah. So I feel like they're similar in style yeah. enough that I would like the other one. I just, you know. Just got so many. RPGs. If you just
1: yeah, just start it one day and just do the opening. I mean, it'll take you twenty minutes to do the opening scene. I tried to buy. I tried to buy Oblivion once because it was on.
0: It was. on I found it on sale or on clearance at half yeah. price books and it was like yeah. two, $2. dollars. Oblivion's I was like, great.
2: Hell yeah!
0: On, Took it up to the front and one of the discs was gone.
2: Aww. Oh, I didn't even know it was, was it a multi disc? Oh, Jackie yeah. olden
0: yeah. yeah And I was like, damn it! And That's I thought, funny. I thought that just meant like they like when it was out on the on the shelf, they had one of the discs with it to yeah. prevent you know theft. theft and so when I said it, it was like yeah one of the discs is missing so do you have that back here and she was like oh
2: maybe they could have you the one disc for one dollar we don't
1: have it back mm. here I was like,
2: oh that it. sucks oh well yeah, I'll get
1: out. around to it eventually you should start with Skyrim you can play Oblivion but start with
0: no, that's Skyrim. true they're not like connected and necessarily in a big nope. way really not no. really alright sweet I got plenty of time before Elder Scrolls 6 comes out so I mean you know <laughs> Yeah. if ever if ever it's a new zelda
1: it is everyone's waiting for <laughs> zelda 6. you've got a lot of weight in like there buddy at least two years ported to every single Probably device available yeah, yeah just before Dan. they just make the new skyrim <laughs> getting annoying now how many Games, times can,
0: like what when did it come out
1: 11 12 yeah something like that god like how many times can you buy a game i know the seriously. same game well <laughs> listen bethesda yeah
0: We're, we speak truth <laughs> So. Well, so one of mine, I feel like, I feel like the, the choice that I, the, that I had for an opening is a fairly, um, this is the main reason why I picked it. The opening of this game is a game itself. Ooh. Huh. So I think you've played it. Okay. I know you've played the game that it opens up to. Okay. I'll quit being so cryptic. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Oh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. So they released this that. game yeah. in before uh, Phantom Pain came out. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, sweet. We get this, like, cool uh, Grounds, Zeroes. Uh, yeah. Another Metal Gear Solid game. Oh, that's cool. Because I feel like it was a, a, somewhat of a surprise release. Like, everybody yeah. was like, oh, sweet. And they were like, it's cheaper. It was like tw- $30, $20, $30, something like yeah. that. And so, and then um, I didn't get it then because I had yet, uh, before I played this, I had never played a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. Um. And so, but then it came on PS Plus one month, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll try this out and yeah. play it." And and that's the thing. Basically, after it came out and everybody figured out what it was, it that game is basically the opening chapter, setting up the events of the Phantom
1: Pain. Really, yes. it's like huh. a, it's almost like a demo, but almost it's also it's, part of the game, right? It's but odd. it was a separate thing. Yeah, and so
0: honestly, I, I mean. Metal Gear Solid has always seemed interesting to me, but never one that was at the top of my list. Like I gotta play these games when they come out. Granted, when all the things for Metal Gear Solid Five were coming out, I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." But then, so when Ground Zeroes came on PS Plus, I was like, "I'll give this a shot." Yeah. And after playing it, I was like, "Okay, I gotta play Phantom Pain." Yeah. Which I still haven't done, but closer to rectifying that because I did just get it for my birthday. Right over there, sitting right over there. So uh, game time is coming soon. So. But anyway, so basically what this is is you're infiltrating this prison or this camp to retrieve a uh, a character from previous games, uh Paz and Chico hmm. are their names, and so you're going through and the, the majority of this game is just this infiltration but then you as you you're going through and, and rescuing things, you know you you read these audio tapes and you're you're finding out that like Paz has been tortured. Um, and i'm not quite clear on the story or lore behind why she's why she's there or what she is but she, you get the feeling that she's a younger she's a younger character a chi, chico is a kid mm-hmm. but i can't remember if paz is a kid as well I don't um but definitely like young young adult if anything uh and so you go wind up getting into this base. you find chico and then he like helps you figure out where paz is and you get through get to paz and of course you know you Are doing all this subtle sneakiness of of snake, you know, that happens in Metal Gear Solid games, and then you do finally get to Paz, and you rescue her, and she's complaining about being, you know, sick or ill, ill, not feeling well, and you're just like, oh, it's because you know they've tortured you and all this, and you get her onto the helicopter, and you're going, and you're flying away on this helicopter, and your exit after you know, I mean, when I played everything went to shit and I just started killing everybody because they started coming after me. And I was like, I don't know how to do this stuff anymore. (laughs) And so, you know, big firefight getting out of this prison and then you finally get on this helicopter and you go away and you realize, you know, she's still like freaking out, acting like something's wrong. So, you know, and you look and she has had something put inside her, like a a bomb or Mm -hmm. something. And so, is one of those like they they're doing you're doing like this emergency surgery trying to get it out of her because you don't know when it's going to blow up what the, what its point is what necessarily even why it was put inside put in her but it's just how it is and so you're you're going away and this and trying to do it in all rushed but then it's I'm hazy but it was like they got one bomb out but then they discovered oh fuck there's a second one mm-hmm. and that one is like about to go at any second and so you know they're trying to get that one too but. Paz is able in this moment of you know of you know she's been weak and and beaten and tortured and obviously had a, a bomb or two put inside her so Fort. obviously obviously that would wear down anybody mm-hmm. and she but in a moment of like strength is able to like throw herself out of the helicopter and it's just very much you know like uh, Snake is all about like s- still trying to save her and get her mm-hmm. and so it's like this very cinematic emotional moment where she you know jumps out of the, the helicopter and like he's reaching out. After her to try to grab her, mm-hmm. or, you know, or like, like, no, don't kind of thing, trying to save her and, you know, trying to end the situation in the best way possible kind of thing. But it was it was one of those things that's like she knew it was just too late. And if she stayed, had stayed on there, then everybody would have gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just this very emotional moment. And, it, and I was surprised how much because I hadn't played these games. I had no connection to these characters other than what I had played and heard in like the recaps before. Because that game gave you a good introduction or an introductory recap of what had happened in the events prior a little bit. So I had a brief idea of who these it's people confusing were. Confusing timeline, though, right? Yeah. And that's what, what all those, you know, it's Kojima. So it's, yeah, it's you would think that the thirty yeah. to
2: one hour long cutscenes would help clear up the confusion, no, it, but you you'd, you'd be wrong. Thickens the
0: fog,
1: <laughs> and so and so, you know, I
0: had no emotional attachment to these characters, but still, that moment in I still remember that moment in the like the music happening and and Snake's reaction to it, Chico's reaction to it, everybody just being like, what, you know, yeah, and um, and so it just being this very incredibly sad moment and so that's that stuck with me and then yeah and then they get back to their base and it gets it gets attacked and then that's where you know uh snake gets knocked out knocked out or whatever and then he wakes up in the hospital uh, which is where phantom pain starts off but it's like you didn't know that's where it was going to be until after the scene in the hospital and then it like gave a text screens being like you know Story continues in the Phantom Pain. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, this is yeah, just yeah. the beginning. So bizarre! It's crazy. It was a totally weird way of doing it, but I, get, I mean, that's a hats off for that. that's an excellent marketing tool yeah. of like being like, here's this separate game. Wink, but it's wink. really the first, but it's part really of the, the first part of this game yeah. that's about to come out.
2: I like the sound of it, but like yeah. the actual story arc. I don't like that idea of that becoming a comic. No, book. no, I mean, it yeah. a comic. Like, no, like, no. I
0: think I think they were able to get away with it this one time. I don't think you could do it again. And no. I don't think that, and I, and I, opus. no, this like,
2: like, so this game was like 20 bucks when it first came yeah. out. That's too much. many. L- like I got it. I
0: thought it was a demo. I thought it was a free demo. No, it was just like a, no, you it had was- to pay because you could buy a physical version at the store. I remember. I mean, I, and I, and I remember was playing its own
2: it game, but dang,
0: well, I remember playing it and then being in and, and, and then uh, getting to the end. And because I was able to knock it out in a couple hours, it wasn't very long. And I was just like, no, I mean, it's it, super short. It could be very long it's if like you tried level. to get. Comp-
2: really? Yeah. Excuse me. It's how long? It's, it's right? one level. But it's I mean, it,
0: it tried. That's what I'm saying. It counts as a game opener. But it
2: does. So it shouldn't have been 20 freaking dollars. Well,
0: No. So I finished it. I was like, oh, I'm very glad I did not spend money on this. Oh, man. But yeah. So that's what I mean. No, I do not want that become to become common practice either. They but, should
2: have released it with the Phantom Pain. Like at least when Phantom Pain came out, is yeah. it not part of that game at all?
1: I don't, I don't know. Think I've so. I haven't played it. So. Oh,
2: that's that's some horse. <laughs> I don't remember right paying there. for
1: this though. I prefer like just being able to play it.
0: I remember they had physical copies that yeah. you could buy at stores, and there was no way they were just giving those out. For no, them. yeah, I, I hear you. But so, uh, I don't, I don't but really um, but yeah, maybe you got. They did the same thing, like Games with Gold gave it for free yeah. on Xbox. I don't know. I but, wouldn't have, paid but for I, it. I definitely <laughs> played it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I did not spend money on this." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I if you were
2: sued <laughs> if
0: you if you were going though for the full Metal Gear experience and like trying to unlock every challenge, do all that well, stuff. Oh, it's you could like spend, a religion for people. You could be in it for hours, I'm sure. And so, if you're a hardcore player, then that you'd probably sit in there, twenty bucks well spent. Yeah, but. Uh, but for me as not having had any other previous entry into that series I was like I'm fine with this yeah so uh, but no but so I, I picked that one purely on the sole like idea behind it of of just like here's a secret game basically or a surprise game that is the opener to another game like yeah. it, it was an interesting concept and why I wanted to pick that one for one for one of my
1: picks I can't wait till we get to my number two Ooh. go ahead <laughs>
2: Do you just want to throw it back up there? I can't. It would have been
1: perfect, though. We're going to
2: take a departure from all of that doom and gloom to go to the land of The Legend of Zelda. Literally, duh. But it's actually one of the games that we have talked about very little in the whole show. Skyward Sword. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Skyward Sword is one of those highly polarizing Zelda games, a lot of people hate it, hate it, hate it. Okay. With me, my opinion of it has actually warmed up over time. Like, I go back to that game now, and I'm like, this was a really good game, and it really didn't deserve all of the negative flack that it got. It definitely had its problems, but it also had really, really great things about it, too. And one of the best things about it is it is a excellent example of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And the opening of that game really kind of sets up the whole... It sets you up for the whole rest of the game, both in terms of tone and in terms of story, of course. So the actual opening cutscene, which is kind of like the scroll style voiceover, you know, there's subtitles and stuff of like, oh, here's what happened a thousand years ago, or whatever, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm actually going to be talking about pretty much from the first day that you're able to play to that night. Mm-hmm. So you start the day, you basically get through the opening cut scene. It comes up with the Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword logo and like you go from this very somber scroll style, you know, opening to bright blue skies, wide open air and these big giant ostrich pelican looking <laughs> birds flying <laughs> around in the sky and you're like, "What is this?" Because most Zelda games don't really take place in the air except for maybe one or two levels here and there. So you're like, wow, this is awesome. So it's this really beautiful scene of like these two giant birds floating through the sky. And then you like zoom in on Skyloft itself, which is your floating city. And there's like people diving off of launch decks onto their birds below and flying away in glory. And it's just like, this is the best. And then you get a brief, not really quite a close up, but you know who it is is you see zelda and she's standing in like this big courtyard and one of the the purple bird flies up to her and she hands it a letter and these are like big birds they're like yeah big they're big huge you, like, so ride it chumps the letter in its beak and then flies away hmm. and then it kind of cuts to a dream sequence so like then you see link in skyward sword and you can tell that he's dreaming it's very obvious that this is not reality it's a dream and this monstrous it's very dark it's very black very spooky and this monstrous giant creature rises up from the ground and it's like doing its monstrous scream and link is like freaking out and you're just like oh crap shit's getting real and then kind of right above this monster up in the sky this magical shining purple light that you can't quite make out kind of comes out of nowhere and it's talking to you in this semi-robotic voice and you're like, "Um, what's happening? And it's like, Link, you have to wake up. Pretty much kind of like Breath of the Wild, because most games in The Legend of Zelda start with Link waking up from a nap. Yeah,
0: doesn't Ocarina of yeah. Time? Yeah, and yeah. so
2: does Wind Waker, so does A Link to the Past. He's lazy he sleeps, yeah. yeah. cool. he sleeps a lot. Yeah, but it's kind of cool. I like that yeah. personality trait. He's, he's lazy, and that's kind of one of his overriding characteristics. So it starts with this, you know, kind of voice in the sky telling you to wake up. And then the dream kind of goes back to Link and like you see his face and he turns in the dream to look to his side and he's like this close face to face with the purple bird and it's like staring him down and like that kind of wakes him up, like that jars him awake and he falls out of bed onto the floor and like from his halfway, half in the bed, half on the floor vantage point, he's looking around his room and he kind of looks up and he sees like this giant bird face in his window that's like, hey buddy, Going? <laughs> and the bird's looking at Link, and Link's looking at the bird, and then it just kind of spits the letter out onto his face, Gross. and it's just like bow. And that entire scene had me rolling when I first <laughs> played the game. I was like, this is hilarious. It's perfect. It sets you up to understand Link's character because like, he kind of gets up. He's like shuffling around. And so he picks up the letter and like, it's just something from Zelda that's like, oh, meet me at such and such. But it's like, I know how much you like to sleep in, Link. This is probably your wake-up alarm. Get mm-hmm. up, sleepyhead. And it's like, oh good, I'm lazy again. This is great. So pretty much the whole rest of that day is kind of your opening scene in my mind you meet some of the other key characters you participate in this loft wing those your birds this race you get something there's like character building with zelda and whatever and then shit goes down is that what happens stuff starts happening it's bad news bears i think zelda gets like she falls below the cloud line. I think that all happens on day one. Anyways, the point is, shit goes down, and then it's night. So you go from this beautiful, bright blue day, like this shining city, to night. And kind of all of the music quiets down, and you're like back at your dormitory for the school. And again, you get woken up by something and you're like, what's happening? And like this interesting music kind of starts up and you're like, what's going on? And you exit your bedroom at night in like, this totally deserted corridor and at the very end, you see this like kind of ghostly blue and purple creature slash woman but it's clearly not like a real human and she's looking at you and you're looking at her and when you approach her, she still faces you but like she backs up. Every time you get close, she kind of flies away because like, she's not on the ground. She's just sort of a floating creature. And you basically have this great sequence, I really love it, of you commanding Link and you're just following her throughout the entire city and eventually you get back to that courtyard where Zelda was at the beginning at the base of a giant goddess statue so you have followed her all the way and then this magical little hidden alcove opens up and you follow her down and you find the Master Sword. Boom, right mm-hmm. then and there. Oh. And it's a fantastic sequence that opens up the game. Yeah. Like, I wish I should, we... Oh, I should have thought of that sooner. The music that plays when you first meet Fee, Fi, who is the spirit that inhabits the Master Sword or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's a great piece of soundtrack. And it's just, it has this... fascinating quality of like both whimsy and kind of more... I don't want to say sinister per se, but like you don't really know for sure when you first meet her if this creature is good or bad. You just kind of are assuming it's one of the good things and eventually you find out that it is. But at that beginning scene where you're following her through the town at night, it's just one of my favorite openings to really kind of any game. And once you get the Master Sword, the game really picks up pace from there. But that whole first day and night is really kind of your opening. And I love it to pieces. Mm, It's a great example of a first day of a game. Yeah. Excellent. Top shelf. That's top awesome. shelf,
1: top marks. Top shelf. Good old, good old Legend good old Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, can't go wrong. Given yeah, you the, really, I you was thinking about Twilight Princess moments. for a little I was bit. I say love the whole openings they have of a great opening of Twilight Princess. Opening yeah, that, they of do that game. I was yeah. the same
2: movie of that game, like but Skyward Swords. I actually might like that opening better. Yeah, I actually, like, or at least how I'm envisioning yeah. the
1: opening. I recently watched the Twilight Princess opening and was reminded how, how cool it is. Especially when you're like, I forgot about the whole, like, you're like on the banks of a river with that guy. Yeah. And he's, what is his name? I don't remember. And it's, you're talking to him. Too. And, um, yeah, it's just a, I, I think one of the biggest things was like how that game looks. It's like, oh man, it looks yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. It's got a great art style to it. It really does. Um, so the reason I was laughing about my number two is, it's Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> 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 well, that's perfect. It's perfect. So right where <laughs> fant- or right when Ground Zero's Uh, leaves us phantom pain takes over and i think i've talked about this maybe briefly it's the hospital scene which is a good 20 to 30 minute level that is just insane to me i had i the whole time i was like i cannot believe that this is happening that this is the beginning of this game it is so bizarre basically as you said you wake up in the hospital as big boss and or Snake, or... I, I'm going to get so much shit from people. Like, Back I don't... I, day, yeah, we not know. Snake. We are not solid huge snake. Metal Gear
0: Solid <laughs> fans. The only one I apologize. Yeah. We will probably refer to him as Snake or Big Boss. I think it's or Big interchanged Boss. Interchanged in both. So, <laughs> I think it's apologies Big in boss. advance. Big
1: Boss. Uh, anyways, you wake up and kind of br- I'll briefly go through it but you are having an interaction with the doctor who's helping you out. I think he's German and he has an accent so it's and he's sort of talking to you and you don't really realize what's going on. Typical hospital waking up scenario and you're kind of going in and out from blackness and he's kind of giving you these uh, serums. He's trying to like help you out. He'll be fine. He's got a nurse with you. They're talking and you kind of inter- you hear their conversations but you can't talk. That's kind of important. You're like not really able to communicate back with them. About the second interaction, he comes in. Maybe third, he tells you about your arm, and that's a really big moment. When you look to your left, and you—I think you actually are controlling where you're looking. When you look to your left, half your arm is is missing, oh, and that's like no. your first. And like he blacks out when he sees it. You know, it's like this horrible thing, and. Uh, another i think like honestly two more interactions go by they talk to you about what's going on they show you your x-ray of all these metal shards that went into you one Ooh. of them which can't be taken out so if you play the game you have like a horn of a piece of metal sticking out of you that's right that's at like right. all times
2: it's like really a,
1: yeah it's like a i tr- must
2: have missed that Is yeah that real yeah
1: it's like a little bump of a piece of metal and um what then happens the final kind of moment with the doctor is you're there again you can't talk you're silent and this assassin comes into the hospital again you're kind of controlling the camera uh sure does he me? does it's like I a never piece of red was that what
2: that's, that, that's what that is that what was? it is yeah. I guess I just never looked that closely. Yeah, it's like at a piece it. of
1: shard that they can't
0: get out. I, I had seen huh. it before in, in pictures, but I honestly just with how weird sometimes Kojima can be with this. Yeah, yeah years, I it, thought thought just he, a it thing. was just like a like <laughs> who he is. S- snake was turning evil, so it was like yeah. a devil horn yeah, or something yeah. coming out. It's like that that reacts with movie horns. Mm-hmm. Where he has the, mm-hmm. no, it's like
1: I was like, is that what's happening here? Yeah. Is he getting it's horned? a piece of metal they can't get out? Huh. All right, and the assassin comes in. I believe strangles the nurse and you're watching this as the doctors talking to you and you're like, uh, 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 you, know, you can't say anything right. and then doctor gets killed and no. the no. I believe in, uh, uh, listeners correct me if I'm wrong quiet is at the beginning the female uh, antagonist and protagonist I suppose uh, comes in and is ready to kill you and luckily I think one of your f- this guy that's on the other side of the curtain that's also staying like that's also been in the hospital. uh, is able to help light her on fire with you. I can't remember if you actually throw <laughs> nice. the gasoline on her or he does, but she gets lit on fire <laughs> and it's like insane. You're like, Oh my God. And she's <laughs> like flaring around flies out of a window. He's like, I'm the only one that can help you. You know, it's this great, of course, cinematic moment where he's like, yeah. I'm the only one that can help you follow me. And for the first maybe five to 10 minutes of the opening, as you can actually control snake and actually move her like, you know, you're controlling the character his because he's been in a coma for X amount of time, his legs are weak, so all you can do is crawl. So you're crawling everywhere, and it's super slow. The guy's with you; he's crawling with you. He has like the typical hospital uh, wardrobe on, so it's kind of funny. Wardrobe. And it's like, yeah, you're the same way. And eventually, you get to a bench, and you can put, you can put your arm on the bench, and you can kind of get up, and you then you can start clutching the walls. But the whole time, you have no like mobility. You feel. I've never felt so out of control with a character. And as this all is happening, these helicopters are flying around the hospital. Swarms of uh, these bad Army Corps people are coming in and just killing everybody. Shit. Oh. There, there's a scene where you kind of turn a corner and you are with a crowd of 30 other people that are in the hospital. And you're just with them. And you're kind of like, what's going on? Like, wh- what's going on? And out of like nowhere, these like three... Uh, you know M16 holding marine people come around the corner and just start like mowing down everybody oh and gosh. it's just horrific Metal and gear. you can't go Jesus. the other way cuz there's a, a, a cage and there's a great moment I'm sport I'm going to spoil like at the whole right. opening but there's a great moment where you have to pretend to be dead amongst the bodies and you're lying there and you see of bodies blood everywhere you're lying there motionless uh your friends with you to your right the army guys are coming and just you know shooting the dead bodies already, shooting, 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 getting closer. The guy here writes, urinates. He pees all over the floor. And it's, I know it's a really- giving it away. I know. And it's a, away. But it's a great moment. It's so tense. Like here yeah. they come. He comes right over you, puts the gun right over you. And then like, I can't remember, like something happens. And like, he has to go this way. And you get very lucky. Go to another room, and you have to hide under these uh, beds where people above you are. Again, these army guys come in. And it is so tense to be, they're like looking in the curtains, looking in the curtains, you have to like move to every moment that Ooh. they, the, the curtain they don't look into. Ugh. They're shooting everybody. Uh, there's a great moment where someone gets shot. He falls like kind of on top of you, near you, and it's like face to face with them. And he's like, oh, help. And then bam, gets killed. I mean, this like over and over these moments Damn. of just like horror. And, and it's so scary. And this guy is just like, you keep following this guy. And again, you are so not, physically able to do some of these things, so it just feels like you just have to like keep up. Helicopters coming around, there's a great moment where a helicopter, you have to kind of, a, a typical Metal Gear uh, style, it has a light that comes through, and you have to avoid the light down this hallway. Um, and then they introduce the man on fire, and he is this evil spirit, almost, that you will encounter multiple times throughout the game. Oh, and, no, I remember you
2: talking about him. Yeah,
1: and he is and it's still confusing to me because the guys that are killing you like turn around and try to kill him <laughs> and like yeah. they're all shooting at him and he like absorbs these bullets and you get the idea to shoot the sprinklers and it puts out the fire. So it's a really also wow. fantastic moment. You eventually do get out and I recently replayed this maybe two months ago and that's kind of the point I got to is right when you get out of the hospital and you're kind of driving away and there's like a car accident. But what I didn't get to, but of a fond memory is when you are able to get to the desert and you get your horse for the first time and it's this great moment of you being able to get, again, like Oblivion, you've been trapped in this very disgusting world and then you get to get a, get out and you have this horse and this freedom. So it does that great juxtaposition of being kind of encaged and then like a bird being free. Yeah. And it's a great moment to actually be done with all that stuff and have your new, I think they get like a metal arm and like you're totally transformed into like this, not superhuman, but this person that's like Totally physically able, not like it was before and but the whole you're you're gonna love it the whole 30 45 minute opening is just insane nice. it is I mean, I feel so tense, stressed out just gory no, about seriously it's like, oh, oh yeah that moment where like they're coming over and just shooting the dead oh. bodies and you got the guy's peeing next to you and you're just like there's no way we're gonna make it there's <laughs> yeah. no way we're gonna get killed I know there's a lot of game left but there's yeah, no way. there's no way <laughs> this is the game we're gonna die it's all it, in this hospital and it, of course the cinematics are beautiful the the music's unbelievable the the graphics blew me away just how good it looked yeah it, it's just 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 so unique. I've never played a game that unique and that original of an opening. That was really floored by that awesome. whole beginning yeah it's pretty sweet was no, that still I'm, when, I'm more excited to get that into was still
2: it now. when kojima was with konami right well, was, well it was
0: like at the tail end he yeah. was when making he was lock, the game locked
2: in the basement but that's what that, they
0: were like they kind of like hijacked the end production of it at the near the gotcha. end of the, uh, gotcha. yeah. of the development cycle yeah
1: it's kind of when things started really going south okay. Okay. but you i mean he's all over that game Good. i mean i say that both metaphorically like it's his game it's it's his design you can see his um, yeah his print right. everywhere and it's uh, also literally you will he- read the name Hideo Kojima a gazillion times you did even in the ground zeros the <laughs> every time you started every every time it's like a new cinematic by Hideo Kojima okay, every time it's a new mission Hideo Kojima presents really? oh my gosh you'll oh read his gosh. name 200 times that. It's like who made this it's oh, hilarious that's <laughs> right Hideo Kojima Hideo That's Hideo probably Kojima. his
2: parting shot
1: oh, oh I think like, there, oh, it's you. something, something tongue in cheek about that. it yeah, yeah it's like I get it it's there's so many parody things I've seen online yeah Awesome. I get Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Do you like this video game? Well yeah. it's Hideo Kojima. <laughs> it's Hideo Kojima. <laughs> hope you know.
2: Hilarious. That's yes. awesome.
1: So yeah, I can't wait for you to play it. I'm Man, Now it right I want to play it. It's great. Ugh. It's so awesome. Get it for that PS4. I know.
2: Yeah, I probably should. I can.
0: Yeah. So. it's out there. It's cheap. Yeah. I think it was it like it was like fifteen dollars on Amazon. Mm. So
2: it's,
1: it's really See, cheap. like that's that's what it looks like. That's oh just, wow, yeah. that
2: is really good. Yeah,
1: it's just you crawling. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's super crisp looking.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Oh, so yeah. your
2: friend is way more mobile. He is.
1: You. Your friend is way more mobile. I'm okay. glad they tied up his gown. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it takes a long time. You want to just get out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's super. Oh, there's what you're pu- saying about that's getting That's where you try to stand up and you can't. I'm so weak. Yeah. I got my hook
2: arm. It's not <laughs> helping me
0: at all.
1: It's super cool.
2: Well, it's new. The hook is new. Yeah. It is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All you right. Gotta so. You just got to learn how to deal.
2: Jared, what's your uh, second installment? So
0: my second installment is a fantastic game. It's not. No, I was going to make the last of this joke, but I won't. Uh, so uh, I was going to say it's The Last of Us now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, or Horizon Zero Dawn. No, it's another game that I actually have just started playing this last week. Uh, Wolfenstein, the new order.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: So obviously a good friend, Brandon has talked about this game a lot and how much he loved it. I actually bought it uh, on sale last year and I'm just finally now getting, I'm making, since I've gotten through some bigger games lately, I'm finally making the effort to get through my backlog. And so I'm starting on this one now trying to get through it. And, um, and so I just started it this last week. And so First off, it's you know it's Bethesda, so it has a, and uh, so it very it kind of like in the gameplay and everything that I've experienced already, it has a slight feeling like the frenetic craziness of it is similar in style a little bit to Doom, and everything. But so this first mission starts off in a plane, and you're flying, uh, you're in this plane, and you're the character, you're the character, uh, Blaskovitz or Blaskowitz. I can never they say his name a, sh- a shitload, but it's like, the, but I think it's, it's how his name William B J Blaskowitz, uh, Blaskowitz, and so. You're in this plane and you're going on this assault on a German stronghold because it's in 1946. Uh, and so, as you're going, though, you're attacked by German fighters, which look way different than anything else that you like, than all your planes. Everything has a slightly more industrial, almost not quite steampunk is the right word, but like a, a slightly more industrial look than what you're used to seeing World War II like planes and stuff look like. But these German fighters start coming at you. And they look very much like very small versions of the modern B fifty two stealth fighter, or stealth bomber. And so you're going around, and that's coming up at you, and flying around. And you're like, okay, this is odd. Uh, and then you wind up crashing, crashing the plane. You get shot down. You have to like jump from one plane to the other because they're all. Every, your whole fleet is just getting shot to pieces. And you wind up crash landing on the on the beachhead in front of this German stronghold. Well, as you are waking up from the crash and recovering from the crash, this one of the giant metal dog how oh, things like starts ripping yeah. through the through the plane at you and you're like, oh, this is not okay this is we haven't encountered this in World War two <laughs> and so that just kind of like takes you back and you have to like defeat a couple of those and then also on the beachhead, there's this huge just like cliffside and you see this massive German fortress in front of you but out in front of it is this huge thing that they call in the game the uh, stomper it's just this huge mechanical being that's just like three legs and it's just stomping around shooting out like electric bolts and things and you're just like what is this technology Wolfenstein
2: sounds like a crazy it does game. and I does. never played any
0: of the older ones so And I know that this is kind of like similar to the New Order. Wolfenstein, the New Order is similar in in, to Doom in the fact that it is like a reimagining and reboot of an older series. And so, you know, you're getting in there and you're and you're seeing this. And so you're like tasked with going into this fortress because you're there to try to assassinate this German uh, weapons creator. uh, He's called he's referred to as Death's Head. And so, and he like makes all these weapons and you've this intelligence. He's like the, the brain behind the German war machine kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're there to, to kill him and you wind up going into this, this fortress. You're able to like make it off the beaches. You encounter all the, the Nazis who are in these really like bulked out pieces of like armor and everything. They have these crazy weapons and all this other shit and you're just going through and you're fighting and fighting and fighting. And then you make it into this, this one section that has this—it's like this uh, test chamber or hospital room kind of thing. It has a lot to do with hospitals mm. today, and and you see all these these guys who are—they're dead, obviously, but they're like strung up in, in this room. Like they're laying—they're uh, on their stomachs, but their hands are strung up above them. But they all their backs have been like cut open, Gross. like uh. stuff is being done to them. <laughs> And you you realize you're in the here, and then somebody accidentally turns on like this incinerator in the room, and so you like have to get out of that of that room before like this incinerator blows. And one of the guys who's been working with you like fell too hard, and so like he's got broken feet. Both his feet are broken. You gotta like run back in there and yeah. pick him up and run him back in. And be like, oh my god!
2: <laughs> and so. Do you have the option to leave him?
0: No, Aww. I thought you might. Like or if you didn't get it done or I thought it was going to be part of the cinematic like you got out in time just tonight and you like turned around to go get him in the room like goes up in flames and you watch him burn because I've gotten the feel from the game. I just of left what I played. have <laughs> no man gets left behind, Mogan. No man gets in left behind. In my
2: game everyone gets left behind.
0: <laughs> and uh, so you'll you will spend hours Trying to make sure every Pikmin lives.
2: They're not they're not men though. They're Pikmin. <laughs> Pikmin M-I-N.
0: But uh but anyway, so you're going through th- this place, you're cr- and then you get into this other room. And in this room, some like crazy super soldier jumps out of the floor, kill like s- kills a guy by like crushing his head in his hands, oh, kind God. of thing. He's like super armored. You can tell he was once human, but mm, now he's like not. Where's and so your you're soul? Just, as you're going through this, you're just realizing that, that this death's head, what you hear from um Blaskovitz's uh, internal dialogue that he's had dealings with this guy before, but you're not quite sure. And that may be an ode to the older games or, you know, since I haven't finished the game yet, it might be more revealed later on in this game. Uh, and so you get locked in this room and you're with it, with him in there. And you finally are able to kill this like super soldier. You turn around to lead, leave and death's head is staring at you through the doorway mm. and he's able to capture you. And then there's this very like traumatic scene where this one, where there's this, uh, that you're with now. that's just like you, two other guys, and the guy with the broken feet. And the two other guys, this one guy, Private White, and this other guy, Fergus, who was the pilot of your plane <laughs> that you flew in on. And he's like really this like brash, brazen Englishman, or you know, and, and so he, and he kind of like as you're going, you're like, okay, you've been in war for a while, you know what you're doing, you're confident, you you are a skilled uh, soldier. And this private white is like the 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 greenhorn kid, like first mission kind of thing. Like he's you know he's like throwing up on the beach earlier and all this other stuff. Throwing up when they got into that room with all (laughs) the guys getting worked on. Yeah, Um, but anyway, so you're in this room with Death Head and there's three more of these huge super soldiers in there too. And he like is makes you give the choice. Like he's he already like said like do with broken foot. He's too he's too busted. Like he won't do anything with my specimens. And but like want these two guys will because you know like uh fergus or private wyatt and so that he and he makes you choose which one like he's gonna
2: do experiments mm, on yeah do experiments
0: on and so but it was this really weird thing i was like i was legitimately like i don't know what to do (laughs) fergus seems very capable and like he'll help me get out better but why is this young kid, who's like you know, and all the thing? I wound up going with Wyatt. But
2: I would have to. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and because earlier in the game, he saved, Wyatt saves you from one of those metal dogs, and you're, and you're just like. Oh, you saved my life, kid. And he's like, I'm sure you'd do the same for me, sir. And you're just like, damn it, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I guess not. Sorry, kid. <laughs> but anyway, so you wind up a- being able to escape from this room uh, because Death's Head leaves you back in that room with all the incinerators and he sets- goes to set them off. But you're able to get out, escape through a window. Uh, but as you're jumping out of the window from this-, from this fortress into the ocean below, an explosion in the room... Ha- that you are in because you blocked up all the incinerators. You like banged them. So like all this pressure is building up inside these pipes and you jump out the window. And as you go, the explosion comes out behind you and you get hit in the head with all these pieces of shrapnel. And it shows you fall into the ocean below and you're, and you just, you're unconscious, but you like landed on some piles of driftwood and you're just like floating along in the sea and you get picked up by a boat. You hear that. And then you kind of wake up later and you're in a, a hospital or like a, a mental institution, something like that. And, you know, it goes at this point through this, through just a cinematic where you're sitting there and you're just like, you're basically brain dead is what you hear the doctors say because of the shrapnel, they can't get it all out. Um, but then as you're there for this t- for over a few days, you realize that Nazis are coming to this hospital and getting people for death's heads uh, research
1: mm. like,
0: and stuff like that. And so you realize it's just like the family who runs it seems to be a very nice family. You're taken care of by this, by their daughter, Anya and You know, it seems very, and they seem like good people. They're just stuck in this impossible situation. Yeah. And so, but one day, you're in the hospital, the Germans come. And they basically say like, "Hey, we're done. We don't need this anymore. So we're shutting this whole place down." And they go, start going around and shooting all the patients. Oh, so this is yeah. the same. The same. Right. Game. Like you're explaining this to me. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, well, this sounds very similar to what I'm about to tell you." <laughs> yeah. And but then obviously, like the doctor at this point is like, "No, you can't." And they wind up shooting the doctor. They wind up shooting the doctor's wife. And then they ca- they knock out Anya and start taking her away. Well, all this like kind of jars you out of your stupor. And you start, and you uh, you know have that momentary moment of weakness, similar to it's way shorter than what uh, Snake interacted yeah. <laughs> with. You like you like fall down. You're like, oh, my muscles are weak, hands yeah. are numb, you know. <laughs> and then you're just like, here's a gun. let <laughs> <It's> like
2: suddenly <laughs> so I'm feeling so everything. much better. <laughs>
0: and so you're going, and you go through here. You're able to fight off the Nazis in there, and you rescue Anya, and you drive away in a car, and she takes you, uh, she takes you to her grandparents' farm uh, out in the out in the countryside. And you get there, you're sitting down. You know they obviously have this period of mourning where they are over her parents and everything. And then you're sitting for down for them with dinner in this cinematic, and they're just like, and you know they're asking you like, okay, so we know you're a U.S. You're a US soldier, and he's like, yeah, I, I just got to get back to my, I got to get back to my unit, got to let them know that I'm okay, and and they're just kind of like, well, that's not possible, and he's like, well, why? And they're like. Uh, it's 1960 now. Oh, Oh, wow.
2: So you wound up being in that hospital for 14
0: years. Like in this brain-dead coma kind of thing. Good God. Yeah, good God. And so he's like, so wait, why are there still Nazis then? And and they have to be this whole thing of like, "Well, well, they won. And you're just like... Uh, okay, that doesn't make sense at all. What what the U.S. do? And they're like, they surrendered. And you're like, no, no.
2: Well. <laughs> and so then
0: it's this whole thing. And so where it is now is that that he's like, well, I got to find the resistance fighters, and you know, it joined them. They're like, well, there's no resistance fighters. <laughs> hey, everybody's
1: <nub> every, <laughs> It's over. Everybody get it your everybody's head. Literally, yeah. who was trying Don't to me. fight How the Nazis? brain dead. Are you? Yeah. yeah let's go. Like,
0: everybody who tried to fight the Nazis is in prison. Like, there's nobody. Yeah. And so that launches off the next set of events of they take you to Berlin where you can get to this. Uh, and that's where I'm at now, of going to this prison to try to uh, free some of the resistance fighters. But so, and then all that kind of opens. So the whole thing with the fortress and all that takes place, and then after you complete that level or those levels, is when it shows like Wolfenstein: The New Order, the title card, oh, and all that stuff. Okay. But it was still that whole thing, and then it goes into the cinematics with the with the insane asylum or with not the insane asylum, but just the 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 hospital. And so that uh, is just. I assume that this took place all in like the 1940s. And so that was why I picked this one because it was very recent me playing it, literally just played this like two days ago, but then also because I was like, holy shit, I did not expect the time jump. What a, yeah. Twist. Yeah, what a <laughs> twist. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. And so, that's, so that's why I think that as a fun, uh, but so far, the game is awesome. I'm really enjoying it,
2: Yeah, that but that was a
0: pretty fun twist for me to nice. discover.
2: Well, mine is not even as cool as either of those, and it has nothing to do with a hospital, so I'll just breeze through it real quick. You'll know this one, the opening of Bioshock Infinite. I was
1: going to say, if you don't do Bioshock Ooh, Infinite, yes. I would be surprised. Because,
2: yeah, <laughs> Fantastic opening. Such a good opening. So for starters, if you had played the first game, you would know that in the very first game, it kicks off by you are in a plane that's crashing. Mm -hmm. You crash into the ocean, you wash up at night in the rain to this tower out in the middle of nowhere. And the entire game starts by you going down into the tower to the world of Rapture. That's right. Well, that was in 2007 when the first Bioshock game came out. Flash forward seven years to 2014 when Bioshock Infinite (sighs) comes out. The whole second game took place in Rapture. You never left. And then here you are again. You just kind of are thrown into the game. You, Mm -hmm. in first person, are are sitting on a tiny little rowboat. It's night. It's raining. You're in the ocean, again, just like the first game. And you're like looking in this box. It's got a couple of mementos in it. But in front of you are the two people rowing the boat. And it's the Lutece twins. I call them the Lutechis because it's the Italian pronunciation. That's what I want to (laughs) do. So the Lutechis are there. And they're like having this nonsensical conversation. They're kind of just bantering with each other. You're not really paying attention to them. But if you are... But if you are. Yeah. Yes. So then uh, eventually you kind of look up from what you're looking at in your box and you see right kind of in front of you, it looks like the exact same tower. It's not. It's a lighthouse. I mean, you're like, Damn it. But the
1: entire. <laughs> Going back. Fee-
2: Yeah. The entire feeling is very much like, oh, it's a return. Yeah. Like you feel like you're returning to rapture again, except you're really not. It's a tiny little island in this lighthouse and they just kind of throw you up onto the dock and they're like, okay, see you later. And they just row back out into the distance and I see sat there and stared at their boat for about ten solid minutes what? until it finally it disappeared it into the like distance. Don't, and yeah. yeah. They take forever. Like you don't have to, but I wanted to. I wanted yep. to be like, how long can you sit here until their boat finally disappears? That yeah. was just me. But so the entire opening sequence is you're just kind of thrown onto this island. You you go inside the lighthouse, uh, and it's very dark mm-hmm. there's nobody in there it's quiet but there's music playing in the background mm-hmm. kind of like this jazzy sort of which is of, creepy
1: yeah, more it's creepy. than fun or and no
2: it's more like this kind of big band music in the background yeah. and you're like oh, well,
1: the music oh, of bioshock has always been unsettling it's and it's got to be been that, that strange oh, contrast yes. too
2: and when you first walk in like kind of the central pillar of the lighthouse there's like there's something written on it, isn't there? Yeah,
1: there is. There, as you go up, there's yeah, writing for yeah, yeah, there's for writing every as you go floor. up for every floor. Yeah.
2: And there's about three to four floors of this lighthouse. Yeah. And as you go further up, you find more disturbing stuff. Like, there's you find blood. evidence that things have been misplaced. Yeah. I think you find a dead guy. I think you do. There's I a think guy there's that's, a like, tied up in a chair somewhere. and he's been, like, blo- he's had his brains blown out. Yeah. There's blood Damn. all over the place. Very gory. And as you keep going up, there are, there are bloody prints on yeah. the wall and you're like, what the bejesus is happening? There's lightning outside so you're like this is Mm -hmm. so scary I don't like it and then you get to the top of the lighthouse and there's this door with like this funny little mechanism on it where you have to enter in certain uh symbols correct to get the door to open up and when you walk into where the lighthouse light should actually be it's like the light chamber there's a chair there Mm -hmm. and you're like um I don't know about this and what makes it even creepier is that when you opened the door and kind of set things off suddenly there's this blaring what well, sounds like a siren mm-hmm. but it's all encompassing and it's coming from the air and like the sky starts flashing glowing red and you're like holy mm-hmm. shit stuff's the going down the aliens are but, yeah. It, yeah it kind of fell I was like is this aliens yeah. Bioshock is taking a turn <laughs> <laughs> but no so you eventually sit in the chair which turns out to be this pod that just kind of comes up around you the chair locks you in yeah, very much like the first game and you're like not you, happy about it you're no, like, oh, you are oh, not. You're oh, like jesus be, christ yeah, yeah. you are and like the, the chair even tips you forward so that your guns fall out of your pockets mm-hmm. and you're like son of a bitch yeah and then it kind of flips you back launches you into space and you're just like holy yeah. shit what is happening so you're freaking out and all you can see is like this small window out and it's dark 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 and, and then, then you hit the cloud line. And then, welcome to Columbia. Yeah, and it's super peaceful and calm. Like, you you really get the sense that you've started floating as opposed to accelerating, and you're just floating in your little pod gently downward over this gorgeous scene. You're just like, what is happening here? Yeah, And you land in this, in just, I guess, this little holding area and your cuffs kind of come off. Mm -hmm. You come out of your pod and you're in what feels like a church. Mm -hmm. Like it's this very solemn scene. Like the music is kind of more like an old style organ and you're just sort of walking through and you come to this chamber with all these... Uh, almost paths of water and there are people in plain white robes candles solemnly walking through there's candles everywhere and at the end there's a preacher and Mm -hmm. you know he's a preacher because he's talking about blasphemy and all that stuff and sinners and then he goes to you and he's like sinner like
1: everyone's listening to him talk and he picks you out yeah Yeah. he picks
2: you out and he's like sinner do you have it in you to wash away the past or something to that extent and you're like maybe I don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) what I do and
2: eventually he kind of forcibly Baptized. it's a little you. bit
1: yeah odd. like yeah. it's not like it's, a like, fun it's very moment. much something
2: is off yeah like, you're it's, very it's suspicious like, is he killing of me or baptizing he me? really kind of looks like an evil dude yeah. he's baptizing you but he's basically drowning you and Shit. you're like blah, yeah blah, blah. yeah and then like you come up and he's like oh i don't think we got all the sin yeah <laughs> and does it
1: like, again damn yeah.
2: and you kind of like have this blackout moment i guess but then you come out on the other side of this chamber and mm-hmm. And you're in Colombia, mm-hmm. and there's all the people in white robes sitting around like reciting verses from their crazy statues religion. There's the statues George of George Washington, Ben Franklin, yeah. and I think Thomas, Thomas is Jefferson, Jefferson, right? I believe so. And you're just like, what the fuck like is gods. happening? God, there's like a yeah. credo written yes. underneath. Oh it's gosh. soup,
1: and they're praying to him. And it's, so and it's such weird, a great world-building oh, moment. Excellent, it's like, like you come the world. Out in this
2: beautiful rose garden, but like yeah. everything feels off, and you're just like. What yeah, is happening. Yeah, that entire sequence is gold. Yeah, it is a it's, gold. It sets the tone opening. very oh, it's one well. Of the best one. Yeah. So really, that kind of is the opener because after you exit that main holding chamber, you really kind of just are in Columbia, and that's where the game starts. Mm-hmm. But all of the start leading up to that is just phenomenal.
1: Really nice. Everything about it is. I perfect. love. I need to finish the Bioshock Bioshock you, you finished
2: it. I am working on it. Oh, you gotta
1: do the ending. Oh I'll
2: get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like one of the only games. It's like you gotta finish. We'll it talk about it we'll, when I get
2: there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, understandably, you had Zelda come up in the middle of yeah, Breath of the Wild, yeah. so I mean, had you, you had a reason stuff. to get sidetracked with it. But I mean, it's been months.
2: Yeah. So get on. So you should finish it.
0: Awesome. That sounds awesome.
2: Those are our openers.
0: Those are openers. Our game openers. Top five deaths. Top five. <laughs> Number one. But, okay. So before we get going into all these things. So obviously if you have any of these favorite openers of your games, like how does what are your favorite games and how do they start off? Let us know as uh, by sending us an email to teenchatpodcast at gmail.com or posting about it on our Facebook, Twitter, or replying in the comments to our YouTube page. Before we go, we do have a song contest for this week. And the hint is given to us by Dylan Biles, winner of last week. His hint is, I don't know why I turned my phone off, but his hint is Atlas shrugged and then tried to kick my ass.
2: I like it. Atlas shrugged. (laughs) Yeah, act surprised. (laughs) Atlas
0: shrugged and then tried to kick my ass. All right. All right. Well, this is your first time taking place in the song contest. The contest goes live Wednesday, 9 a.m. The day after this episode goes live. First person to comment or reply to the posts about the contest when at 9 a.m., and with the correct answer, wins the contest, and we'll get to submit a song and hint for us for a future episode. So stick around to the after the close of this episode to hear the hint, to hear the actual song segment from Dylan. But with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Fare thee well. And to my left, Zachary Potts. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song.